the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. That's Radio Like It Matters. This is where we learn and practice, practice, practice how to live our lives like it matters. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's stunning the world we live in right now. There is uh, there's times that we're living in right now that are almost unprecedented. That word's been so overused the last five years, but uh, I'll use it anyways, unprecedented. Uh, And there's a lot of people, a lot of people that can no longer sit on the sidelines. You know, there comes a point uh, where we got to make a decision. You know, we talk about these zones that we live in, these comfort zones, and then beyond the zone called comfort, there's a zone called fear, and beyond the zone called fear is a zone called panic. There's three zones, and most of us live in these comfort, comfort zones, and we want to be comfortable. But I want to tell you, as we like to say, uh, you know, comfort zone is where things go to die. Matter of fact, I was looking at uh, this article by this uh, company, Project Life Mastery. Project Life Mastery. And it says, comfort's the enemy. When you really think about it, there is nothing comfortable about a comfort zone. Eventually, you become stagnant, lazy, bored. We are creatures of habit, and familiarity is what breeds contempt, uh, comfort. But unfortunately, nothing grows in a comfort zone. If you aren't where you want to be in your life, it is mostly likely because you are stuck in a comfort zone. And one of the biggest things that hold us back is fear. Remember, I can give you fear's address, ladies and gentlemen. It is right outside your comfort zone. That's where it's at. And so outside of that zone called comfort is a zone called fear. It's false evidence appearing real. But it is the great cudgel. Oh, it is the weapon most preferred by the enemy. Uh, And it works well. Uh, If you look at America right now, you will see an America that is run by fear. Matter of fact, let's be honest, Joe Biden's running mate was not Kamala Harris. It was COVID-19. It was uh, fear. And there had to be enough fear ratcheted up so they could justify mailing out 80 billion uh, unaccounted for ballots with no signature required, no tracking mechanism, and go ahead and turn them in up to a week after election's over even though we don't know who they're coming from. We had to have all that. We had enough fear to justify all that. So remember at 2 o'clock when one candidate was winning, all of a sudden at 2 o'clock when the numbers shut down and then they turned back on and now the other candidate's winning. Wow, well, how did that shift happen with no one watching? Fear. That's how. Fear. And on the other side of fear, the last zone is panic. And ladies and gentlemen, today... Uh, we're going to be joined uh, by a gubernatorial candidate there in the state of Minnesota. 
Dr. Scott Jensen. And the reason uh, I'm so excited about Dr. Jensen is my uh, he's a little bit of a celebrity to me because uh, I've watched him on TV, this whole COVID thing. Uh, man, he's been a fighter for truth. And many around the country, uh, Dr. Jensen became well-known as he worked to keep science at the forefront of the battle with COVID. And Dr. Jensen spoke truth to groupthink, and he's paid a dear price. And we're going to hear from him today. And by the way, just let you know, what Dr. Jensen has shown you is what all leaders should do. Take a look at what happened uh, to the founding fathers of this country. George Washington paid the full price. These founding fathers, there's a report out there called What Happened to the 56 Signers of the Declaration of Independence. Read it. These are real men, the sacrifice. But today we sit back in our comfortable chairs, in our comfortable homes, with our government checks, and we criticize and call them names. And as John the Baptist said about Jesus, let's be honest, most of us are not worthy to even touch the laces on their shoes, the founding fathers. And you know what's making it so much clearer is what we're watching in Ukraine. Here's the great superpower America sitting back on their butt, all comfortable. But hey, soon Russian planes aren't going to be allowed to, to bring civilians into America. But soon, eight days into this now, soon we're going to go ahead and ban American airspace. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and send them over some money. Remember Joe Biden said, hey, Zelensky, we'll get you out of there. And Zelensky says, Joe, I don't need a ride. I need some ammunition. Man, isn't that where America came from? Isn't that the true history of America? Unlike the lie of the 1619 Project. Unlike the lie of Black Lives Matter. Unlike the lie of CRT. We're fighters. We're rebels. We're revolutionaries. And yet we've been beaten down to believe. Why do you think they got to make January 6th so evil? Why do you think no one cares about the riots? No one cares about anybody but George Floyd. No one cares about the billions of dollars lost. No one cares about all the dead cops and the lost businesses, the millions of homes that were lost, the millions of businesses that were lost. None of that matters. But January 6th, all that matters. You know why? Because Donald Trump can never be allowed to get the White House again because they fear Donald Trump. Because one man they finally found that they could not control was him. And whether you like him or not, uh, again, I have my own problems with Donald Trump. But here's a man who believed in what he believed in, who loves this country and sacrificed it all. He's the new George Washington. You want to see what, unlike Joe Biden, who became wealthy in 50 years, sucking off the government tit, right? Let's be honest. What did Donald Trump do? He probably lost a third of his, his name brand. He's probably lost a billion or $2 billion. He's under assault by liberal states and attorney generals that just like Russia and just like China. You know how Russia and China gel their political adversaries? You know how Russia and China persecute their political opponents? Well, guess what? We're no better. Just like Russia and China have state-run media, guess what? So do we. Anybody know that there's a big truck convoy going on? Of course not because the media doesn't want you to know it. Because the media just wants you to know Joe Biden's good and Donald Trump's bad. And we are so lucky, like Nancy Pelosi said, so lucky. You don't know. American people are stupid. They don't appreciate Joe Biden, the 50-year-old government official who's become a wealthy millionaire living off the government dole. See, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get a little uncomfortable. And that's what I love about today's guests. Leaders do that. They do what others are unwilling to do. 
Dr. Jensen has taken the same spirit and passion that he had fighting the lie that was pushed out there to get people to fear COVID and basically give all the rights to government. And he's thrown his hat in the governor's race in Minnesota. And so today we're going to get to know Scott Jensen a little bit better and about his bid uh, to become uh, you know, Minnesota's next governor. And I really believe that Dr. Jensen has thrown his hat into the fire. And that's really what it's about. Dr. King threw his hat into the fire. And Dr. King said, there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor political nor popular, but he must take it because conscience tells him it is right. And I don't know, we'll hear from Dr. Jensen himself, but I got to believe that this is what's caused Dr. Jensen to throw his hat in the fire. Albert Camus in The Plague said this, but again and again, there comes a time in history when the man who dares to say that two and two make four is punished with death. The school teacher is well aware of this, and the question is not one of knowing what punishment or reward attends the making of this calculation. The question is one of knowing whether two and two do make four. Look at people like Larry Elder, who had very little chance of winning, who put his name out there, who was attacked, was called all vicious racist names by progressives who are very racist, just as long as it's the right kind of racism. Look at Donald Trump, what he's done. You know, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate the unseen, this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our government. We are governed, our minds are molded, our taste forms, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. This is the logical result of the way in which our democratic societies are organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons. That's from Edward Barnes from Propaganda. And I believe that our next guest is one of those willing to step up and speak some truth to the lies. So after the break, we're going to get to know Dr. Scott Jensen, gubernatorial candidate from Minnesota. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for you. 
Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and applications. Today, you are doubly blessed because today uh, we're going to be talking with a, a gentleman who's running for Minnesota governor. Uh, man, Minnesota, you guys are my second home. I love Minnesota, love the Twin Cities. Uh, and I shake my head when I look at your elected officials. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? And that's what's exciting. When I see the list of people, a couple of them I know running for Minnesota governor, uh, it's very exciting. And one of the most exciting is the gentleman that we're going to have on, on the radio with us in a moment. You know, Dr. Scott Jensen has practiced family medicine in Carver County, Minnesota for 35 years. Uh, his wife, Mary, has a, has a veterinarian, and they raised their three kids there as well. Dr. Jensen served in the Minnesota Senate from 2017-2021, was vice chair of the Health and Human Services Committee. He has uh, served many organizations as a board member or chair, including Waconia School Board, numerous Rotary Lions Clubs, several Chambers of Commerce, and bank boards. He's an avid pilot writer, published his first book in 2015 called Relationship Matters. Uh, in 2001, he founded Atlas Medical Clinic, which now has offices located in Watertown and Chaska. In 2016, Dr. Scott Jensen received the prestigious award Minnesota Family Physician of the Year from the Minnesota Academy of Family Physicians. He taught at the U of M uh, Medical School for 30 plus years and retired as an associate professor in 20. 20- 20 man and then he has a long list of all his lifetime community service but uh i would take up all the time that he's here with us if i read this list so uh let's go ahead and bring on the phone with us uh uh gubernatorial candidate dr scott jensen dr jensen thank you so much for joining us it is my pleasure thanks for having me on hey you know i gotta be honest with you i'm gonna open up and be honest with you i'm a fan without ever meeting you so i want you to know the last uh Last two years, this what I call the COVID pandemic. I know it's a real virus. I know I got friends of mine that were severely injured for months, so it's real. But man, I was—I think it was Laura Ingram. I'd watch you on a regular basis, and just the common sense, the the actual scientific approach to COVID, uh, I was just awed by. And uh, uh, it cost you a lot, correct? Your stance on COVID, speaking truth, it, it's cost you a lot, hasn't it? It has. It's cost a lot of time and energy to be sure but it's also it's taken a toll just on my if you will my spirit i i love being a family yeah. doctor scott 
And I'd never been investigated by the Board of Medical Practice until I raised my hand and objected to the way we were being told we should do death certificates if it happens to possibly involve COVID. And when I did that, I did not envision myself changing my life dramatically. I thought that someone would call from the Department of Health and thank me for giving them. They'd say, hey, we'll fix it. But two months later, I'm under investigation, and now it's been five investigations. And frankly, it, it has taken a toll on me. I'm really disappointed in my medical profession. I'm afraid that patients aren't being as well served as we used to be because physicians have become too political. And what we really should be is our whole career, our profession should be about advocating for patients. Amen. And I'm, we're going to get to you running for governor and all that, but I think really – this question, I really thought about what was the first thing I was going to ask you. But I think as I'm looking at you, and a little bit I know, I'm looking on the outside. I don't know you at all. You know that. We've never met. But I believe that this says as much about you as anything else I'm going to ask you. Because you went into a buzzsaw. Uh, you know, we, we now call it mass formation. I think we understand it a lot better because we've had a couple of years to kind of look at what's going on, met it backwards. But uh, we've been programmed. Uh, and I'm stunned at so many people who fell in line. And when I read what was happening to you, and then I read it, how, I mean, you're, you've been honored in so many ways for decades, and all that gone because you had the audacity to speak the truth, to say something that was unpopular, that was not wanted to be said, but you said it. And, and man, I got to tell you, as a father of four, I'm a leadership trainer. I do the most intensive leadership training in the world. I celebrate my 30-year anniversary of changing lives in 48 hours. Um, I got to tell you, you you give me hope because my spirit's been rocked through this two years. I, I used to be in love with my country. I'm just being honest with you. I, I, I mean, I bled red, white, and blue. Uh, and I got to tell you, the pandemic exposed a lot of cracks in the foundation as it was. And one of the biggest ones is I'm stunned that somewhere around 40% of the people agree with what's going on, with what's going on in the pandemic. There are still people that choose to wear masks, uh, and it's stunning. And so I just want you to know, uh, someone who I've never met you, you don't know me from Adam, uh, you, you impressed me. You gave me some hope. I know what you're going through. Uh, I've I've interviewed a lot of people over the last two years. Uh, I I deal with people intimately. My two and a half days, we go deep. Uh, we know people better than people have known them for thirty years in my two day class, and so I I just want you to know. I think that says more about you than anything else. And that same spirit is why you're running for governor, correct? It is, Scott. People have asked me. They said, Doc, are you sure you want to be governor? And I look him straight in the eye and I say, I never said I wanted to be governor. I feel compelled to run for governor. Our country, our state, we're on a path that's literally unrecognizable. We've seen government recklessly intrude into our, our daily freedoms. When Ronald Reagan said in the 1980s that freedom was just a generation away from extinction, I think a lot of us thought, Really nice sounding words, but we didn't really think that was. And we're being shown in yeah. such flagrant terms that we are in for the fight of our lives. Yeah. Scott, I'm arguably, I've lived 80% of my life. I'm 67 years old. So mm -hmm. if I live another 17 years, you know, I would have outlived the average male lifespan, and my family tree doesn't have a normal 
a normally long lifespan anyway. And I asked myself, mm-hmm. what's the most important thing I can do in my last 20% of living years on this planet? And honestly, I think if I can help elevate how critically important human freedom and liberty is, if I can say science has been used not to further the cause of humankind, but literally to further the cause of power and control, that it's been weaponized. If I can somehow play a role, then hallelujah. That's what I should be doing. Esther 4.14 says, have you considered that you're in the position you're in for such a time as this? Scott, I didn't even know who Laura Ingram was until they called (laughs) me and asked me to be go. So this was not any kind of a grand plan for Scott Jensen. Yep. And, and, you know, I hear that faith part of you because I'm a pastor as well and I eat scripture. I send it out daily to thousands of people all over the world. Uh, yeah. And, and when Mordecai looked Esther in the eye, I got to believe it was a deep stare because Mor- Lester said, you know, I can't, I can't go in front of the king. I'll be, I'll be killed unless he calls me. And Mordecai looked at her in the eyes. I got to believe it was a deep stare from the, from the man who basically raised her and said, this is it. This is the, could be the, the whole reason that you went through everything you went through is for this moment in time. And I know it sounds melodramatic to a lot of people out there, but I believe you are spot on. When I, when I look in my Scott Black dictionary and I see the word president, I see Ronald Reagan. Uh, not, uh, we're all flawed. You know, Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all flawed. So he was a man just like uh, Joe Biden was a man, is a man and uh, Donald Trump's a man. We're all flawed. But Ronald Reagan uh, elevated. He elevated the spirit. He elevated the hope. He elevated our belief in ourself that America was that shining light on the hill that you don't cover up. You let it burn bright. Uh, and that's missing. That's missing. And, and the sad part, Scott, and I think this is, uh, this is why I'm so excited to see people like you putting their hat in the ring, is you're, you're being attacked for saying what you're saying. You're being attacked for doing what you're doing. It's cost you business. It's cost you friends. It's cost you opportunities. I mean, you, you might not – you didn't want to get elected. I mean, you want to elevate the conversation, bring some things into social awareness. But, you know, in this – running for governor is it what you thought it was is it uglier than you thought it was is it uh, i mean what's been your take so far that you've been in this big contest is is it what you expected or better or worse better definitely better my wife is probably a little inclined towards being an introvert and i'm more inclined to be an extrovert i usually define those terms as an introvert gets their batteries charged by being alone and an extrovert gets their batteries charged by being with others but both my wife (laughs) really feel like we're all in. And the biggest reason is not because of the behavior of politicians, because that has been disappointing, truly. The the willingness to spew half-truths, falsehoods, yep. lies, it, it, it's, it, it's remarkable. People are not necessarily people who I thought they were. But where things really come to roost for Mary and I is, if you will, the general everyday person in Minnesota, there are so many mm-hmm. good people. I mean, oh, Minnesota there are. Might have, we, we might have the benefit of 10,000 lakes, but what really makes Minnesota, Minnesota is the marvel of its people. There's so many good Amen. people out there and they are interested in helping their neighbor. They are, but they're also interested in making sure that freedom and the constitution are continuously elevated. 
Amen. And it seems like we lost our way because we uh, the great freedoms that we always had, freedom of press, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, those are, those are not freedoms we have anymore. You know, our enemies, Russia and China, persecute their political opponents. So do we. They, 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 they put them in jail. So do we. Uh, Ch- China and Russia have state-run media. So do we. China, I, 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 I'm really struggling to see the moral, uh, how we're so much morally better than the two countries that we despise because we're taken right after them. And so that's kind of what I want to pick up after the break. I want you to kind of think about uh, two things I want to ask you after the break, we'll kind of start off the conversation. Number one, what do you think is the biggest issue facing America first? Because I know you're going to be Minnesota governor, uh, but you're also you're playing on the national stage when you get to a governorship. And secondly, what's the biggest issue facing Minnesota? So when we come back from break, I'd love to get your opinion on those two questions. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking with Minnesota gubernatorial candidate, Dr. Scott Jensen. We'll be right back. Listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Huh, really? Well, my commute's painless. You feeling okay? I'm serious. Since my company moved to Center Point of Mendota Heights, my commute has become a breeze. It's located near major highways for easy access to anywhere in the metro. No way. Yeah, plus hot lunch spots nearby, and when the weather gets nicer, I can get out on the trails along the Mississippi. Sure, but don't you miss being in an office downtown? Nah, not with eight single-story buildings and fully customizable space to fit our company's culture and needs. No shared common areas. We've got private bathrooms and free parking. Did you say free parking? Yep. No more parking contracts or searching for a spot on the street. I park right outside the front door. No way. Where is this? Center point of Mendota Heights. It's just off Highway 55 and 62. That means super easy access to the airport. It's an ideal place for any business looking for a value forward move. You can check it out at escapetomendota.com and work where it's easier to work. All right. I'll tell my boss to visit escapetomendota.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. 
And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today we have a special guest. Uh, I don't know if heroes is too strong of a word, but uh, a great leader. And the reason I use the word hero, uh, I've been working on this uh, study of heroes, and I believe as I got this study off of a uh, uh, what is it? A ConsciousRethink.com. It says characteristics of true heroes. Number one, true heroes serve others. Scott, Dr. Jensen's doing that. Number two, true heroes are extraordinary, extraordinary. You got to get what the word means. I'm an etymologist by trade. Extraordinary. Uh, Scott Jensen fills that bill. True, true heroes take risk and face potential loss. It's what we were talking about in the last segment, the loss for speaking the truth to lies. A true hero takes risk. That's what he's showing. True heroes are self-sacrificing. Whether you're talking about Martin Luther King or Gandhi or I believe the founding fathers were true heroes. And true heroes are courageous. And lastly, true heroes are humble. It's not about them. Rule number one about being a leader's people, it's not about you. Get off yourself. And so we are so blessed to have hopefully a gentleman who you'll be calling governor of Minnesota soon, uh, Mr. Scott Jensen. Again, Dr. Jensen, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you again, Scott. It's a pleasure to be on. And your words are kind. But I really think that the hero that we have to focus on is the everyday hero. We saw it in Virginia with mama bears and papa bears and mama grandparents and papa grandparents. And we saw a certain resurgence of hope. They said, enough. No more standing on the sidelines. Even if it means I get bruised and pushed around and bullied, I'm going to get on the field of battle. And that's what our campaign team has has been energized by during the last year is we'll go to a place and expect maybe a 30-minute conversation with 10, Mm -hmm. 20 people. And we'll walk into a pole barn that's filled with 350 people, and we stay for two hours. I remember Mary and I were doing a tour of 12 cities up north, and we – our last stop after four days was in Virginia, Minnesota. And we thought that it would be a relatively quick stop talking with a dozen or two dozen people. And it was a pole barn filled with people. And these are, these are good people. These are passionate people. These are not people who are asking government to do more for them. These are people who are asking, how do we help America be what we were created to be? As you mentioned earlier, Scott, that bright shining city on a hill. Yeah. Yep. And it's so in that way you talk about see that what you're talking about right now is what Ronald Reagan did to me as an 18 year old. He stirred me up. He wanted me to think beyond myself. He wanted me to remember how blessed I was, how privileged I was that I was born in America. And then with that privilege comes responsibility to share that light. And I get emotional thinking about it, Scott. I'm a big baby. I'm 56 years old, so you're an old man compared to me. But I'm 56 years old, and he was the first man I got a vote for. I got, didn't get a vote for his first election. I wasn't old enough. I was 15. But the second his reelection was the first person I ever voted for, and he got me excited about making a difference. 
he was the one. And, and, and I love to hear people talk that Reagan-esque. And you're not talking it to copy Reagan. You're talking it because that's what you believe in. And majority of Americans uh, for the, close to 200 years believed that as well. So I, I want to keep my commitment and keep us on course here a little bit. Two things I want to kind of get this segment going off of. First of all, what do you think is the, the biggest struggle, the biggest issue facing America today? Without question, I think it's government's comfortable intrusion into our lives, expanding its own powers like never before. And I think literally our founding fathers would roll over in their grave. I think that we have seen any manner of justification by politicians and government to do things that we would never have thought they'd do. And they would yep. do them based not on science, not on successful policy decisions taken from another country. They would do them based on a hubris that I would never have anticipated. And I think that that's, to me, the most critical issue of the day, the intrusion of government so casually into our lives. But the second part of that would be what is the biggest thing that, I can do as a governor, there are many things I want to do, but one of them has to be, I need to help all Minnesotans and all Americans understand that we can't travel this path again. This has to be an off experience because if we allow emergency powers to be utilized, like they've been utilized, I mean, frankly, governor walls used his emergency powers to further his negotiating position on a variety of legislative issues. That's not emergency powers. That's just raw politics. And it's an abuse of power that he shouldn't have had. This is the problem. I think sometimes we get so caught up in jargon and people say, I restrain emergency powers. Absolutely we do. But why? And the why. What does it mean? Yeah. (laughs) What did Governor Cuomo do? What did Governor Newsom do? What did Governor Walls do? They all did the same thing. They said, I I'm going to do it because I can. And what Minnesotans demonstrated is that we would let him. And we, yep. we've got to mentally, we've got to recalibrate how we value the Constitution. The Constitution cannot be shoved to the sidelines when it's convenient yep. for a politician. We have to rise yep. up stronger. Amen. And this is where the mass formation is, because as they're doing this, they're telling you that if you challenge what they're doing, you're unpatriotic. If you challenge what you're doing, then you're uh, insurrectionist. This is why you know this. They got to make this January 6th thing the worst thing that's ever happened because they're actually setting a precedent. I'm a psychologist by trade. I, not officially. I don't have a piece of paper on the wall, but I'm a counselor. I'm a, I get inside people's heads. I got my background in neurolinguistic programming and cognitive behavioral therapy and transactional analysis. So – what we're doing is the media's program, mass formation. So not only are they doing it, but then they're setting it up. If you don't go agree with it, there's something wrong with you. And then that peer pressure comes in. And then the censorship comes in. And then the cancel culture. Let's be honest, Scott. Uh, man, if, if you were to take a look at the, the wiles of the enemy, he's got this down pretty good. I mean, he's fighting a good fight. It's scary how effective what 
the enemy's doing is working, and that's what scares me. I, I agree. I think the, uh, uh, the government usurping all authority, uh, but I think the media uh, is part of that. It's tied in because now we have state-run media. So, uh, you know, uh, study Joseph Goebbels' work. Joseph Goebbels said, you know, if you, with enough you know, um, repetitions, I can make a group of people believe a square is a circle. And he said, give me the media, and I can turn any nation into a nation of pigs. Uh, because we believe what we hear over and over and over. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day in the study of epigenetics. Uh, and Dr. Caroline Leaf says that basically 87% of our diseases are psychosomatic. You know, the body releases chemicals based on our thinking, based on our breathing, based on our physiology, and those chemicals make us feel. So if you think about it, it's a masterfully planned system, but it's destroying us, and it, it rips my soul out. So what would you say is the biggest issue facing Minnesotans, is it the same thing? Is it the overreach of the government? Because I know it's a big deal, but is, is that the biggest issue facing Minnesotans? I think overreach of government is, and I think that's emergency power, so we have to rewrite that. But I think right alongside that, those issues, I think America and Minnesota, we, we've always prided ourselves on a peaceful transition of power, a succession of power. So I think the lack of integrity with our election process is is a, a top tier issue, as is public safety and school choice. We we forget why we have a compulsory education system. We need to remember that we didn't do that as a nation so that we can have a kumbaya moment, stand around holding hands. We were very selfish. <laughs> we thought that if we had an educated citizenry that could do reading writing arithmetic and sign their name to a binding contract that would be a stronger nation. That's a foundational education. That's what we're about. Not an indoctrinational, not one that would be, if you will, susceptible to the whims and tossing and turning of political agendas. And that's what critical race theory is, is it basically comes out and says, well, we're not going to worry about reading, writing, and arithmetic. We're going to make sure you understand that if you're this color, you've been disadvantaged. If you're this color, you're abusive. If you're this color, everything that you fail at doesn't matter because you were never given a chance. We have literally turned upside down the very nature of a human being. And people have said, well, that's okay because we have to right a wrong. No, it's not okay. You don't right a wrong with another wrong. What you do is you say, okay, there are unfairnesses out there. Let's identify them. Let's fix them. But let's not create a whole other disadvantaged class because we want to rectify that another group of people had been disadvantaged at some point in time. So to me, the top issue is the intrusion of government. But right alongside us, we have to have secure elections. We have to have an educational system that's foundational. And the best way to get that is I think we have to elevate funding kids, not broken institutions. But we also have to focus on public safety. And everybody knows that the Minneapolis police force has been decimated. That's no secret. But I think what people need to understand is that even if we went out and tripled the number of Minneapolis policemen and women that we had on the streets, that would not put the genie of lawlessness back nope. in the bottle. Nope. We're going to we're going to have to participate as individuals in a way that we might have thought unlikely in years gone by. And what I mean by that yeah. is 
going to have to pass stand your ground and constitutional carry and have castle doctrine written into our statutes so that our homes and our businesses and our vehicles are our domains in which we get to do whatever we need to to protect ourselves and our loved ones. And that means we do not have to demonstrate that we tried to retreat. If we're minding our business and being law-abiding citizens and someone puts us in harm's way, we get to defend ourselves at whatever level we think is appropriate at that point in time. Amen. Said great. Listen, we're getting ready to go to heartbreak. When we come back, I'm going to throw a couple words at you. We're going to do an etymological uh, Rorschach test, uh, just word associations. So I'm going to throw a couple topics at you. Just get tell you what they mean. Uh, tell me what you mean. They mean to you. So we'll be right back with Dr. Scott Jensen, Minnesota gubernatorial candidate. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done. Champion Plumbing wants to empower you to be the champion in your home when it comes to plumbing. Go to their YouTube channel for step-by-step videos explaining how to fix common household plumbing issues. Do you have low water pressure? Have you drained your water heater this year? Champion Plumbing has videos to guide you through it. And if you get stuck, they're only a call away. Subscribe to their YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash champion plumbing. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, application. Today we have a guest that fulfills all three of those. Uh, Minnesota gubernatorial candidate, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. And Dr. Jensen, you talked before the break about the, the policing issue, and it's fascinating that you, you hit the nose on the, uh, you hit it right on the nose. You said that even if we tripled the amount of police, that the issue's still not solved. And you're absolutely right, and it's all called programming. Uh, I think it's Dr. Adler. Dr. Adler, famous psychologist, said that by the time a child is five years old, maybe six, a majority of his map of reality or her map of reality is in place, the, the basic underlying structure of our belief system. And I've learned a long time ago, I'm a, a master practitioner of NLP, that everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And what's happened now is we have created belief systems in our kids that cops are bad, cops are going to kill black people. Uh, the other day, it was uh, last week, a four-year-old kid uh, was ordered by his dad to shoot a cop who had pulled him over for threatening a person in a drive-thru. Uh, the four-year-old kid sitting next to a three-year-old shot at the cop, and the cop deflected it by the grace of God. And so you're absolutely right. I mean, there, there's been a lot of programming going on. And, boy, it's going to take a lot to change that programming, and it's going to take consistency uh, repetition of message and people doing the right thing for the right reason. Uh, and we got to get people like you in office to do that. So I think you're spot on on that. But uh, real quick, I want to end this uh, last segment. I know you're going to get going. We're going to get you off here in a few minutes. But I want to do a little word association uh, and see uh, what this thing means to you. What does school choice mean to you? Freedom to excel, freedom to achieve what, uh, what you're capable of. Awesome. Awesome. How about when I say Leah Thomas, Leah Thomas, what comes to your mind? Not much. I, you know, I don't know the situation significantly. Mm -hmm. uh, so Is I it don't have anything yeah. to me. No, I was just wondering what the thought process of all this LGBT, and I understand people have traumas, and under, so I'm not downplaying that. But the fact that now that uh, any man could basically claim to be a woman in transition and go into women's prisons, uh, go into women's sports, go into that, uh, just kind of curious if you had any feeling about that. Now that I'm looking for anything, just wondering, do you think that's a bigger piece of the programming, or do you think this is just a, a thing that is not that big of a deal? I think it's growing pains of a society, and I think sometimes uh, in that process, people are confused. To me, it's it's pretty darn simple. When we're born, we're either XX or XY. If you're XX, Amen. female. If you're XY, you're male. Um, mm -hmm. You don't get to come out at some point in time and say, well, I feel more like an XY today, so... I'm going to compete with XYs or I feel more like an XX. I don't think we can do that. I think it's one thing to have the conversation and learn and grow and try to understand, but it's another thing to, if you will, get sort of silly about it. And yeah. XX and XY are not just DNA properties. They absolutely drive the way our bodies develop to alter that artificially may well likely increase the risk for malignancies, a variety of degenerative disorders. It will absolutely throw many of our traditional, scientifically understood hormonal pathways into turmoil, such that we may be creating in a boatload of problems that we have no idea that we're doing. 
so again, I have no problem letting the science breathe and we, mm-hmm. we learn and grow, but I don't think that there's anything really much to be talked about in regards to XX and XY. Amen. And all I know is when I go to buy a pet, uh, there's two questions. Is it a boy or is it a girl? Uh, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, that's that's how we buy things. We buy clothes, men's or women's. I don't know how else to say it. And I get that there's anomalies. I get all that. Um, 1619 Project. When I say 1619 Project, what comes to mind? Indoctrination. I think that when we do something like that, we've got we've allowed someone with a fairly small small narrow uh, mindset when it comes to understanding who we are as a people, and I think that they're taking liberties that they want to allow only for themselves, and they wouldn't allow someone else. I think that they'll look at a certain historical set of events, and they think that they get to the leaders of this movement get to decide uh, what stands up and what doesn't. They wouldn't ever allow books of antiquity to be considered in the same way. They won't let biblical history, uh, they won't let 4,000 years of the Judeo-Christian tradition be understood that way. There's so much hypocrisy. Initially, I've got to tell you, Scott, I wonder why we even give this stuff as much airtime as we do. Yeah. But I think the, I reason, the reason we do it is because it's gotten through some crazy way, some traction. So it is appropriate yeah. for us to, to denounce it. But honestly, yeah. we, there is so much knuckleheaded thinking out there that I think we got to <laughs> be able to, that's just knucklehead stuff. I mean, that makes yeah. me think that Forrest Gump was a genius. Yeah, I know. I know. I was like, he said, yeah. he said, stupid is as stupid does. Well, <laughs> we're genius with the way we behave. Amen, amen. So how about this? this is a great normalization for you. What is when, you. when I say woke, what does that mean to you? Virtue signaling. I think it, it just means that there's some underlying issues and concerns that they're made to feel better if a person can perhaps participate in a certain theater. I mean, we see it a lot. I mean, we, we yeah. and it's not really new. We've had it no. for years, but yep. I think it's become very, very trendy. And I think there's a certain smugness and sort of self-pride and self-aggrandizement that's gone with it. But the idea of, well, as far as I'm concerned, the idea of being in a bar, having a glass of wine at 11 o'clock at night or at 10.55 and buying into the notion that at 11.05, you've got to be out of that bar because the virus comes out. at. I mean, I'm thinking, really? I mean, we're going to somehow compare the behavior of a mosquito to a COVID-19? I just, it just seems like we're twisting our brains in all kinds of yeah. configurations our brains are not intended to be twisted into. Amen, amen. Uh, def- this is your last one. Defund the police. What does that mean to you when you hear that phrase, defund the police? Irresponsible, knee-jerk reaction. Creating 10 problems in an effort to elevate one problem. Not recognizing the flaws of all humanity. 
Yeah. I oftentimes think, Scott, that if we held physicians to the same kind of standards that we've been holding police to, you'd oh, have an awful lot of doctors not seeing patients anymore because we make mistakes. Sometimes yeah. we make mistakes out of pure accident. Sometimes it's haste. Sometimes there may be ulterior motives. Sometimes perhaps there's even a dastardly motive. But yeah. we have taken the work of police and made such a showcase out of it. We put on the front page of the newspaper anything that goes on. And it's always the, the thug or the criminal is always raised up. Their rap sheet is not consequential. All that matters yeah. is that this happened. And I'll speak again to the issue of Kim Potter. Kim Potter is an excellent policewoman. She made a mistake. There was yep. no effort on her part to deceive anyone. She was yep. sick, miserable. She will live this with this the rest of her life. And yet to take her and to say, what a bad person, and to take perhaps a felon or a criminal and say, what a saint. Yep. Really, America? Is, is, that, yep. is that who we think we want to be? Yep. Well. So true, so powerful. How do people get a hold of you, Dr. Jensen? How can people be a part of your movement to help you get elected? What what should they do? Our website is drscottjensen.com, D-R-S-C-O-T-T-J-E-N-S-E-N.com, all small case letters. And honestly, I think, Scott, in its ideal form, what a campaign should be is a very transparent opportunity for a relationship to be built between the candidate and constituents. So I want to be as transparent as possible. I want people to know that they'll be able to ask me questions that I won't know the answer to, but I'll make sure that I do my homework. I really think that people are sick and tired of the political class that has been created that goes into office, perhaps as poor as a pauper and comes out a multimillionaire. I think people are done with that. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, and may uh, God bless you. And if you need any help, reach out to us. Let us know. So you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Working part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Dennis Prager. If God saved the Jews in Egypt, why didn't he save the Jews in Europe? Was there really an exodus? My new book answers these and other questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah, but the oldest holiday in the world. Just like my commentary, The Rational Bible, The Rational Passover Haggadah, my newest book, relies on reason. Relevant to non-Jews, Jews, and people of no faith. The Rational Passover Haggadah. Available at PragerStore.com or wherever books are sold. Ringing Liberty. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.